Michelle can start us off. And so, because I think we share a common passion or the secret like dream of wanting to be a weather girl someday. Um, so you start us off by saying, um, um, in your beautiful accent, say, hi, I'm Michelle Ganey, and I'm coming to you live from, and then you show us where you're at. Okay, ready? Go. On point. Okay. <laughs> hi. Um, excuse me, Rebecca, you left out an important detail. Um, <clears throat> hey, y'all. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I am Michelle Ganey, and um, we... As in just me right now, because I told everybody I need some space. Um, but I am coming directly to you from Graham, and I'll show you, like, here's what I'm looking at. Um, there's my peacock pin, and that's where my little boy loves to, like, he loves playing horseshoes. He's amazing. He's six years old, and he's so good. Um, we just finished hydro seeding, but um, this is the backyard view that I have right now. And that's where my baby's gonna have his horseshoe pit. Um, and I'm just sitting out here on my back deck. Um, and here's my uh, Korean lilacs. I love the smell. If you've never smelled them, they're amazing. So there we go. Love it. And you are mom to how many? Two. Two, and they're how old? Six and eight. Six and eight, fabulous. Okay, Amber, you're up, ready? I gotta follow that, okay. <laughs> My scenery's not as cool as Michelle's, um, but I am Amber McDonald, and I'm coming to you live from the um, Puyallup office, because <laughs> the Wi-Fi here is better. So here is our little office right by the kitchen. If you guys ever wanna say hi, that's Bree's desk, and Megan's desk behind me, and she really loves llamas, so we decorated her desk with llamas for her birthday. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, so there's cute. There's Ashley's desk, and we do have windows. Our last office did not have windows, so we're very happy about all the windows we have here. <laughs> That's awesome. And you are mom to who? I am mom to one um, little boy, Deegan. He's one years old, 14 months now. Awesome. Do you have any pets? Yes, we um, have two pets. Um, Kaylee's laughing because she knows I have a love, not so love relationship <laughs> with them right now. Um, but we have two dogs, Bruiser and Rio. Awesome. And Michelle, what about you, pets? Yes, ma'am. Um, I have a little Siamese kitty cat um, and I have a little corgi named Jeff and I have our peacocks um, and I got one lone chicken and she is vicious well she's very sweet but she sits up here um that's my kitchen window right there she sits right there and roosts and and she hangs out with me so um yeah that's us it for right now I I love do it. Dogs, so. we did uh we did our our mom's happy hour and between michelle's peacocks and um oh my gosh we had we how, what did we have we had goats we had Kendall's Gecko. puppies, geckos. Yeah, it was amazing. Okay, I'm Rebecca Del Pozo, and I'm coming to you live from my home office here in University Place, um, Washington. And outside those windows is the train that will go by. So if you ever kind of see things shaking or rumbling, it's because the train is passing. Um, and so welcome to our mom's panel today. It's called Mom Guilt. And the reason that this even exists is because we're a group of moms who agree that we need each other. We're better together than we are apart. 
Can I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. We, we got to keep it real. We, um, we've got to keep ourselves in check from comparison, from judginess. That's even a word. And just truly collaborate with each other because the way we run our businesses looks very different from, um, from the men in our world. And so it's nothing wrong. It's not right or wrong. It's just different. And it's because we're wearing multiple hats. It's because people, multiple people and pets of all kinds need us and need our attention and love. And so this is a panel that will be interactive. And so if you haven't already, click on the chat so that the chat box shows up on the right hand side of your screen. And Erin is gonna be helping me out. Um, wave Erin or say hello. Uh, she will be monitoring because we get talking and then we forget to look over there. And so if you do have questions, feel free to drop them in the chat box. And let's make sure that our chat boxes are working right now. So everyone, I want you to go over to the chat box and make sure it says to everyone. And then I want you to tell me how many kids you've got um, and just put the number down. So I'm going to do mine right here and start it off. And so I've got three. Antonio, Trisha, and Bella. Antonio is buying his first house. It's a triplex. He closes next week. I'm so thrilled. Um, all right, we've got Stephanie's got two. Brandon and Ashley, two. One, two. What does that mean? Two. Oh, that's a smiley face, or is that a heart? That's a sideways heart. That's what that is. Got it. One, two, three. Three girls. Um, um, one on earth and one inside of me. Matias pregnant again. <gasps> Congratulations, Mattia. Oh, that's so exciting. And Kaylee, you've got your first one coming in July. Awesome. Oh, fabulous. Okay, so the chat box is working. Um, so let's keep this interactive. Um, make sure you've got yourselves on mute. Um, we will take a pause for questions and answer along the way. Um, for right now, it'll just be myself, Amber, and Michelle who are off mute. And um, <laughs> Let's start with you, Amber. Tell us what you did before real estate and how long you've been licensed. Yes, uh, before, so I was in real estate before I got licensed um, as a transaction coordinator. So I've been in the industry for seven years. Um, I've been licensed, this is my fourth year licensed. And before real estate, I was a bartender, waitress, um, executive assistant, nursing major. Um, I was very, versed in lots of things. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. How about you, Michelle? How many years in real estate and what did you do before real estate? Um, I should be better at tracking my um, numbers and years and all that, but I believe that I'm going into my fourth year um, and I am like Amber, like, like all the hats of all the things. Um, I think that um, I got my degree in public relations and um, then, you know, had a little guy and then um, my, I didn't do so much professionally, but um, I decided I have to do something. So um, I had a passion for photography and I started out with food photography and then um, I had some, um, what would you say, um, graphic design background a little bit. So I said, I'm going to design a cookbook. And so I did and I um, had it um, published and I catered and then I did landscape photography, family photography, and then real estate photography. And then um, Bobby's like, okay, 
you you're a great photographer but please be an agent with me so um you know he brought me in and and here's where i am and it just progressed so that's kind of where i've been awesome so tell us about just your role and um you are on a team right yes ma'am so here's your plug do the plug for your team Woo -woo. go Bobby Brown and Associates. Um, you know, whenever you talk about being real, that's, that's all that we aspire to be real, honest people. Um, we're not a huge team. Um, and we have grown, um, from me, Bobby and Audra and into, um, we now have two more members, which is Ashley or yeah, Ashley and Kim. And I was a buyer's agent for quite a while. And, you know, it, kind of morphed into a little bit more of me mentoring a little bit for the buyer's agent and Kim and just getting her excited and, and giving her, you know, a, an additional edge. Um, and then I've done quite a few listings lately. So I still, my heart will always be with buyers. Um, and it just, it, it all ebbs and flows. So here's where I'm at, at this moment. I love it. Amber, tell us a little bit about your team. We are also a small team, um, so we're a team of six, uh, two are part-time, so four full-time. Um, so it's me as the Rainmaker, and then we have Brianna, who is uh, our Director of Ops, and now does our side hustle for Showing Specialist, which has been um, huge for me because we are definitely buyer-heavy on our team. Um, so um, that's our second full-time. And then we have our rock star transaction coordinator, Megan Berry, who kills it and I would die without her. Um, and then uh, we have our event coordinator who is Kaylee Murphy, who's on here. Um, and she is now training to be kind of like an ISA receptionist type thing. Um, we're taking the ISA role and molding it to what fits our business model. Um, we're very heavy on social media and that's where a lot of our leads come from. So we're training her to um, do that. And then that is going to one day um, morph into a buyer agent. Um, so she's kind of going that route. And then Ashley Duvall is our buyer agent. And then um, my husband, Ryan, is right now active duty military, but he is going reserves next year. Thank God. And he is going to be coming on as a buyer agent next year. Awesome. Awesome. So um, Amber, tell us who holds you accountable to your goals. That's a good question. Um, I hold myself very accountable. I'm really, really hard on myself. So I'm talking about my goals on a daily basis. Um, but I would say, honestly, my entire team does. Um, we have morning calls and what I love about them is we call each other out when we need to. Um, and so we go through our numbers every week. Megan is huge on that. So um, that holds us accountable on the number side. And then um, it's cool because each person on our team kind of holds me accountable in a different way. Um, so balance is a huge thing, especially as a mom that I'm learning um, as a new mom. And so I have um, Bree and Ryan hold me accountable um, on that aspect to make sure I'm taking time for myself and they keep me accountable on that side of things. Cool. And do you have a coach? I do. Yes. Thanks to you. Thanks to me. Tell them about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I started MAPS coaching late last year, and um, it's been a little rocky the last couple months because my coach um, decided not to do MAPS coaching anymore. I was really sad about that. So I've been kind of feeling out new coaches, and I, I do have a new coach now, Deanna Watson, but I've only been with her for a couple weeks, and, um, and it has just been life-changing for me. So Awesome.
Very cool. Thank you. All right, Michelle, how about you? Who holds you accountable? Um, I will start by saying that Bobby is the one who actually introduced me to having goals and, and seeing them through. Um, because I'm more of a free spirit. I just like to just go do my own thing. You know, I'm like, um, happiness keeps me accountable. You know what I mean? But, um, but no, he, he definitely has brought more structure and more of a calming nature to me. So whenever I'm freaking out that, um, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I, am I here? Am I there? Um, like he brings me kind of back to center, like in such a calming way. Um, and I really appreciate that. And I needed, you know, that type of balance because, you know, I just, I typically, you know, I go where the wind blows me. So, um, but yeah, he brings me back to center and he says, well, here's how we're going to work together to make you better. Um, mm -hmm. and absolutely, you know, him for sure. That's awesome. And so, Michelle, what would you say are, are some of your biggest challenges? Like if you were to put like your top three most frustrating challenges as a mom in real estate, what would you say they are? As a mom in real estate, um, I, even though I do love to, you know, fly with uncertainty, I'm cool with that. I am, I in real estate, whenever, you know, this is a commission-based, it's a self-motivated kind of sort of um, job, the uncertainty that um, until things are closed, like don't, I, I, I get a little bit nervous planning a lot because I don't like to plan for things that I am not certain on. Mm -hmm. um, so like if, if I'm going to say what's one of the most difficult things for me um, as a mom in real estate, it's that um, either, even though I feel like I'm an eternal optimist, um, I tend to get a little bit pessimistic whenever it comes to money because I'm a penny pincher um, and a huge saver. And I like to um, know where everything is coming from so that you know we can plan for the cool trips the cool things the you know the things that we want to give our children um that we didn't have growing up and um and i just i always caution all of our clients everybody until it is done and closed yesterday it's not done so uncertainty is is one of the things that i struggle the most with okay okay that's good amber what about you if you were to kind of identify what are, what are maybe one or two of your top kind of struggles or challenges? Yeah, um, this year has been crazy for me because I am a new mom and I was in real estate before and so I can't now work seven days a week and be like this on my phone and it's okay, you know? And so balance, um, like I said earlier, has that's my word for 2020 is balance. And um, it's been so so hard. I mean, so hard to the point where I just say it every day now and it's getting easier because I have been very intentional about it, but I'm a very all in or nothing person. And so I've always been all in with work. And when I had my son, I realized I can't be all in or nothing. You know, I have to be here at this point and then here and present at this point and then, you know, and still take care of myself as well. So I would say balance um, and I would say self-care <laughs> uh, is still a work in progress. So that's, uh, that has been a huge challenge for me too, is being okay with, you know, 
okay, now I'm going to go take this time for myself and take it away from my son and my husband and my job. Um, but once I started working on that and being intentional with that as well, it was life changing for me. And it's still in progress right now. I'm nowhere close to perfecting that. Um, but uh, those would be probably the top two. Okay. Something that came to mind as you were sharing is um, advice that Kristen Cole gave me probably five years ago now. I remember she shared her story being a single mom of four. And at the time I was a single mom of three. And I went up to her after and I just said, you know, how, how did you do it? I mean, everything you're saying is amazing. I need to know how. And she said, Hun, you need to create a not to do list and it has to be okay within you to ask for help from other people and you got to get really good at delegating. Mm -hmm. And um and so that was something in just creating the not to do list cuz I'm so good at creating the to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's when I create the to do automatically going over it a second glance and saying who else could be doing this? If I recorded myself doing this, who else could be helping me with this? Or mm -hmm. is this really something that I need to be doing? Could someone else be doing it? So um, that's really good. So let's talk about self-care. I mean, if you're on this call and you would agree that one of your challenges as a mom in real estate is self-care, um, say yes in the chat box. You have a struggle with self-care. And um, is that worth us diving into just a little bit? We've got a couple people here saying yes, yes, yes. Okay, so let's talk about that. So when it comes to self-care, just like you would book a listing appointment or you have a hold on your calendar for a buyer consultation, um, do you schedule or pre-schedule self-care activities? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. Um, yes, 100% yes. And um, I fought this and I still sometimes do. Um, and those of the people that are on my team are probably thinking that right now because it's still a struggle for me. But I fought it because in my head, I, I couldn't, um, how do I say this? I just couldn't fathom, you know, taking away. That's how I always thought of self-care and taking it away from one of these other really important categories in my life, right? Um, so if I put that on my calendar, now I'm either taking away from Deegan or I'm taking away from my husband or I'm taking away from my clients. And that's so selfish. That's what I would tell myself. Um, and once I got that out of my head and I realized that it's actually selfish if I don't do that because then those people around me aren't getting the best me because I'm burnt out. And they're getting this like, 20% me that's always mad or like crying or tired or whatever it is. Um, and yes, I put my lash appointment on my calendar. Um, it's booked out like two months in advance and my team knows that that is protected time. Um, I'm working on putting my gym time on the calendar. That is still a work in progress. We put date nights on the calendar. Um, I put, you know, if I'm going to take a bubble bath and I'm going to be off by this time, it's on my calendar. Um, and I'm not perfect in that. It's still a work in progress. Sometimes I'll move it around, but I move it around. I don't just delete it like I used to. Um, so, but the lashes, every time. Non-negotiable. <laughs> Non-negotiable. <laughs> <It's happening. laughs> I love it. I love it. How about you, Michelle? 
Um, well, I absolutely love what Amber is saying. And all of that, um, I would love to be. Um, I, I, there's something inside of me that just cannot get organization down. Like it, it is what it is. Um, and I'm, I'm like her, I have absolutely fought, um, that the, the thought of me taking time for myself is selfish because I'm taking away from, from everyone else. But Amber, she's absolutely right because whenever we don't give, you know, like if my head is not clear enough, um, how am I supposed to show those boys? What, what does composure look like? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to always try to maintain my composure, but I still think it's very healthy for children to see how we react whenever we are frustrated. Um, but self-care for me is really different because I didn't grow up. Um, I didn't have a mama growing up. Um, she passed away whenever I was eight. So I didn't see what women do to, to take care of themselves, but I do remember, um, and I, I finally stopped doing this because I did get my hair to grow out, but she would get weave because her hair was so thin. And I always remember that it was so important to my mama to, um, to make sure that she got to go get her weave in. Um, and she dyed her hair red and, and I um, love having my red hair, but it ended up breaking it all off. So I had to have some weave in for a long time. And, you know, now it's, it's, it's a little thin, but it's natural. Um, but I did do that as part of my self-care to, you know, try to be who my mama was, you know, because I, I didn't grow, I mean, I grew up with just my daddy. So like I, I have mascara on, I actually ended up crying this morning because of this entire everything. Um, because I looked at my house and I'm like, this is a mess. Like, how am I supposed to feel like I'm good enough to go on, on there and, and talk about all of this stuff whenever, like I'm over here melting down because my house is not clean. Um, girl, but I just need to interrupt you real fast. I mm -hmm. actually had the thought and I didn't do it. I didn't have the guts this morning, but I literally was like, thank the good Lord for dry shampoo because there are mornings where I'm just like, if it wasn't for that red bottle of dry shampoo, I would be an absolute mess. So, um, Aim, and I anyone, cry too, that makes you feel better. <laughs> anyone in the chat box use dry shampoo and love it? Like seriously, like it is my saving <laughs> grace because we don't have the luxury of time to go and pamper ourselves all the time. And I think you're right, Michelle, you bring up a good point because like, okay, so I was raised, you know, with my mom in my life, and yet she was horrible at, uh, as, as an example of self-care. Um, the opposite, really. I mean, she really showed me how you run yourself into the ground and you're completely selfless to the point where, where it, it's actually not good because because then there, I mean, I love my mom, yet there were times where there were moments and she was snappy and mean and and there wasn't like those moments of relationship. And so from that came the gift of moments for me. Like, where is the mom? Can I create moments? Um, yesterday, Bella babysat. Um, she's been babysitting for close friends, but this was an actual like hired for the job, right? And it was right down the street, but I like purposely went and picked her up in the car when she was done because I wanted that moment. I just wanted just that seven minute drive to go, how did it go? Or, you know, anything she was willing to share me at, 
with me, you know? And so um, let's open it up to the rest of the group. Cause I feel like this is something that that's in, important when we're talking about self-care. Um, who on the call had a really good example of, of a mom that was really good at exemplifying what, what healthy self-care looked like? Unmute yourself and will, will you share with you? Oh, we've got some people who love dry shampoo, mm -hmm. calendar and workouts. Um, Michelle, the best thing in my life is my house cleaner. I leverage that so I can feel good when I arrive home. Oh, I agree with you, Jax. House cleaner is oh, life. Oh my goodness. That's like one of the best self-care gifts you can give a girl, I think, mm -hmm. is coming home and the toilets are scrubbed. Yeah. Um, that's Life awesome. changing, life changing. Anyone on the call, anyone who can say, you know, I actually did see my mom show me what self-care looks like. Okay, well, then that's it, is that we, we think then that somehow it's not okay because we didn't see it done in, in the best light possible. And so then it's a mindset issue of, I know I'm better for, for my partner's spouse. I know I'm better for my children. I know I'm better for my friends, my family, my clients, and everyone else if I, if I schedule these times. And Amber even said it. Like she hesitated and it didn't come naturally to even, you know, schedule the date night. But if you don't do it, it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. I so, always schedule my self-care. Sorry, I was on the phone, so I didn't quite hear what you were go saying. Go ahead, go. <laughs> who has had a good example of a mom who can take care of herself? Would you say you had that in your mom? Oh yeah, absolutely. Give me some examples, like what comes to mind. Um, just as far as self-care goes, just, yeah. you know, making, making the time for herself as far as like massages, just to de-stress and setting personal time aside. Um, that's one good thing I learned from her was, you know, you schedule your time just like you do your work time. That way you actually get it. So good. That's so good. And, and that's a great story. So how cool then that we're raising women that could have that kind of story to tell, that they're seeing us prioritize ourselves and, and do something. And for me, massage is one because you have to put your freaking phone down or go into a float tank. Those are the two places where you like are forced to unplug so no one can get to you even if they wanted to. Um, and, and so those are the two ways that I find if I schedule it and then I, I make Aaron hold me accountable on my 411 to have it on the calendar on a regular basis. Yeah. That, yeah. Go that, ahead, Lauren. So, um, you know, Rebecca, we both have, I'm sure other people on the call have teenagers and older kids. So at 48, you know, it's a total work in progress. My mom still doesn't take time for herself at 71. And so I have, it's since I was an adult, you know, I've just struggled with that and I'm certainly not perfect, but it's interesting to me because as our children get older and I'm wondering if you have the same experience, it's even though they're not doing the things that I'm doing yet, like taking that time, I'm, I feel like I've seen little glimpses the older they get that they have seen me do it. And so it's something that they're putting into practice in little ways and I love what you said about moments because when they reach the teen years, it's only moments that you get. And so 
even like two minutes of sitting on the edge of the bed is like gold. So yes, I just magical. wondered if, yeah, if you see your kids, the older they get, kind of watching you, even if it's been a struggle for your adult life, picking up those self-care habits. Rebecca? Yeah. In the chat, Matias said she learned the how part, but not the why part of self-care. And mm -hmm. I wonder if there's something you could speak to on that. That's good. Well, a couple. Um, sorry, go. Go ahead, I, Michelle. I feel like Amber hit the why, which is getting, um, you know, Amber said that she wants to make sure that she is giving the best herself to the people that she loves. And I feel like that is truly the why, because we have to be in a good, um, composed, solid state to be able to be our best selves. Um, and I think that for me, I feel like that was the why I think she hit it on, you know, on the head. Yeah. And I mean, I think it goes along with what Lauren's saying is that sometimes it's even just a look or a, like a moment could be just a couple of seconds. And, you know, our relationship is rocky. It's up and down, you know, with the one I've got in the house. And um, the one thing I will say is that I can see journaling show up. That's self-care. That's taking enough time to have some thinking time, which I'm, I'm very happy and pleased when I see that. Um, I think music is a part of, of my DNA. And that's something that I've seen show up as well is that when things are getting really tense and, you know, she'll either grab the ukulele or I'll be sure to like give some time on the keyboard or something. So I think giving, um, living our lives in such a way that our kids are picking up on those kinds of things are so important. So and important. That's, that's exactly what it is too, is that example that you said. And that's, that's where in my mind, my husband actually is the one that, that told me that about, you know, if you're not putting back into yourself, then, you know, everybody else around you is not getting the full hundred percent Amber. Right. Um, and, and not to veer back to what you said before, Rachel, or Rebecca, but, um, when you said, you know, when you can't be on your phone, that's my self-care. The things I love to do are things that literally, like my eyelashes, I love eyelashes, you guys, but it's, it's an hour of my eyes are closed. So even if you really need me, like I'm not here, so figure it out, right? And I love wakeboarding because I'm behind a boat, right? So I can't have my phone on me. And I strategically create these, these, um, things that I do for self-care where my phone is unable to be by me um, because I, um, you know, I just can't turn it off sometimes. So I, I make those my, my things that I can turn off. Yeah. And that's a good point. We've talked about that before, right? Ladies where it's like, you know, sometimes it sounds as elementary as can be. And yet it's like, you literally like turn it off. I shove it in the pillowcase and I leave that room. Like mm -hmm. I just don't even have it on my person. And I function most days with my phone off, off anyway, as far as notifications go, I don't have them on at all anymore. Um, because the habit of looking is already in me. It's just this muscle memory. I look anyways, but the buzzing and the beeping is out. And that I feel has really helped me, um, calm things down when things always kind of feel like you're, and I could, I could be the only one, but just where you're constantly feeling like somebody's needing, needing something. Yeah. So. 
I actually had a big problem with that because I've heard that so many times and I, I just now started doing it this year. But before I would roll my eyes and I would be like, what do you mean put my phone away? I can't put my phone away. Um, my mom actually was somebody that was like, we're at lunch, you're visiting. Can you just put it away? I'm like, no, I can't put it away because my clients need me. My team needs me, right? And setting expectation and communication has been life-changing because now I have these processes put in play to where I'm, my clients are still taken care of. And, and if I don't have my phone on me, I have a message that goes out on text because most people text me saying who they can call to reach. My team is good because I set complete expectation and I, I take that time beforehand to do full rundown. So this weekend I'm going camping and I made it at a campsite where I don't have service. Um, and I have let every single transaction know who they can reach. I've spoken to people on my team way beforehand saying, hey, you guys are going to be on call this weekend. Um, all of my, you know, hot clients that are showing right now, all of my, my, have a listing going live today. Everybody knows where I'm going to be at and everybody knows who they can reach. And that was what was changing or life-changing for me in my business because I don't feel that guilt now. And, and all of my clients are excited for me. They're like, thank God, Amber, go take a day off. Right. And that was my fear is people were going to be mad. I was going to get fired my team was going to be mad and so setting that expectation and communication is is the way to do it yeah i agree with you and i think that's where we have to value ourselves and then we have to value our time to the point where we commit that you know i'm going to do this buyer consultation with every single one to set expectations right from the get-go right mm -hmm. and that i'm willing to walk away from business because they're not more important than my family. And in the beginning, I remember as a new agent, I couldn't say that. Mm -hmm. I needed it. I needed the money, bottom line. And yet, you know, when you have that disappoint, disappointed puppy dog eyes looking at you and you just feel like you've absolutely sucked as a mom and a human being. And then you're just like, really? I did. I turned away from that. You know, I hushed them to do this. And now this guy was an idiot or, you know what I mean? Like you have a moment like that where you're just like, okay, lesson learned. And my family comes first and I don't just say it, I mean it, you know, and that shows up in, in, in your calendar. A hundred percent. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, tell me about the things that you love most about real estate as a mom and how it's impacted your family. Do I get to go on this one? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, one of the most fulfilling things for me um, being in real estate is that I am here to ride a roller coaster, ride along somebody else and be there for their emotional support. Because I mean, whenever we're stressed, like our like things get skewed in our heads. And, and for me to know that and be prepared for that, um, to help be a, a calming voice of reason for somebody, um, that is so fulfilling. And to watch like truly grateful people be appreciative that someone took the time to help them. Um, and I'll never forget Miss Patricia, 
Um, it to me the ones that that don't really pay, um, you know, like huge commissions. Those are the ones that just touch my soul. Um, and uh, there's two of them that come to mind. And one is Miss Patricia who wanted to buy a house um, uh, in like the 55 and up communities. You know, it's like a her budget was like forty five thousand dollars. And um, and it blew her mind that um, we would actually help her. And she said, you want to help me? And I said, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. And, um, and it was just, it's so fulfilling to be able to, to give help to people whenever maybe somebody else didn't, or maybe somebody else didn't give as good and, and heartfelt help. Um, and I am grateful to be surrounded by people who only just, that is our goal is mm -hmm. just be a helpful person. Um, so, you know, as a mom, like, my babies get to be on the phone sometimes and hear like whenever people will will thank me immensely for helping change their life whenever somebody else had told them no and I helped them make it happen and and they're like mama you're the best mama realtor ever and um and it's really cool but um Tucker actually <laughs> Um, Samantha Eastman is basically my neighbor, and I was telling somebody that Samantha was a realtor too. And Tucker piped in, and he said, "She's the best." <laughs> She's the best. Like, thanks, Tucker. You know, I'll be second best. That's cool for me. But <laughs> yeah. So, what about you, Amber? <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, you know, I just love what we do. I love what we do. We. Um, what my goal and my vision is to make an impact within our community and make an impact for our, I work a lot with VA, so for our military community within the industry. And when I was pregnant, and it's actually still there in my upstairs old office, um, I wrote down my whys because I knew that this was going to be tough. And I knew that, you know, I had such a different lifestyle before having a baby in this um, industry. And, you know, I did hear a lot of the doubts and that kind of sunk in and I started to question myself. And so I, I wrote out, you know, my whys of why I do this. And my biggest one was to show my son, you know, that daddy and mommy work hard and that we go for what we're passionate about and we believe in that. And when you believe in something, it doesn't matter who believes in you and it doesn't matter you know, who doubts you, but you're going to work hard and, and you're going to get there, even if you're the underdog. Um, and so that's, that is, uh, I think that answers your question. Sorry. Now I forget the question, but that's, that's my, my biggest thing. And, and that's what I remind myself when, you know, I don't work very many late nights anymore, but there are still some, especially, you know, with summer and, and how busy everything can get. But, um, when I do, you know, and I usually have bedtime. So like, almost every single day. But if I have to miss a bedtime, that's my reminder of, okay, you know, he's going to grow up knowing that his parents are grinders and this is what it means to work hard, you know, and you don't just get given things, you have to work hard for them. It's so good. And I, I agree. Cause yeah, the question is what, what about it is fulfilling. And I think that it's both of what you just described. It's the fulfillment of knowing you've changed someone's life that maybe wouldn't have been served as well as they were able to be served by you. It's showing your children that moms are powerful and they're kick-ass rock stars who can be millionaires and leave a legacy because ultimately we don't all want to work this hard forever, right? We want to create those passive income opportunities. We want to create multiple wealth buckets as I call them so that we're not having to work this hard forever. And 
there are times where there's sacrifice and there is this absolute grind. And I've said it a few times now and I'm like, it must be because I'm getting older. I turned 40. So everything just like, it's like, I'm going to be the most incredible grandma there is because I'm, I'm killing it right now so that I can probably ease off a little bit on some of the things so that I can be like my mom where she did have the freedom. And within three hours, she was here when I was going into labor. Like I want to be that grandma. And I'm thinking about that now. And, and yet there is sacrifice that comes with it. And, and yet it's worth it. It's, it's worth it all. So um, we're going to open it up for just a few questions and answers and a little bit of dialogue. And then we'll jump off. Just time is flying because we're having so much fun here. Um, so let me pull everybody up on the screen here. And um, I really just appreciate your guys' honesty and um, authenticity and just sharing, you know, what it is that's what's working and then what are the struggles that we continue to, to struggle through. So anyone on the call, you have questions or um, any kind of ahas or something that maybe something something they said, something Amber or Michelle has said that's made you think about it differently. Unmute yourself and uh, say hi to the group. Okay, I'll go. Um, so Rebecca, earlier you said create a not to-do list and I'm pretty sure I've heard you say this before and I probably have written it down before, so I'm writing it down again. Um, but that's a big one. I have this perception that I need to do all of it. I, I need to pick my kids up, get them ready for school in the morning, pick them up after school, take them to Taekwondo, feed everybody, have the fridge stock. You know, like I have this plan in my head that is pretty hard to um, actually complete. So it's like you're always failing, you know, because yeah. you can never do all of that. It's just really not possible to work full time and do all of that. Well, it might be possible for some people, but it's not possible for me. No, and that's okay. And I mean, and that's the thing is you, you, I had to come to the point where like, I'm happy if there's other people that do it, love it and thrive. Uh, we get HelloFresh three meals delivered and Mike does most of the cooking now. Every once in a while, he'll let me try. And then, you know, I forget to put the fan exhaust on and then the smoke alarm's going off. So, oops, that's not something that I should be doing that often. Um, so, you know, house cleaning or cooking or, you know, it's those moments, again, that I want to be available for. And so then it's, it's learning to ask the question, who else could be doing this? So... I think that's a great one. That's a good aha. Uh -huh. there's, there's a question in chat from Ashley and it's what self-care advice do you have for someone who recently started their business and really has to grind to make ends meet? I, well, I'll jump on and say, attach it to um, a win. So if you've got an appointment set goal that you're gonna do and you meet it, go get your massage or get the pedicure. And then get yourself into kind of this rhythm that when you've got a closing or when you've got a win of the appointment or a goal that has been met, then, then don't skip applauding yourself with time on your calendar. That would be mine. What do you think, Amber, Michelle? Yeah, I think, um, I think that's huge too. And, and I think that uh, my coach actually said something to me because I'm still in that mindset where, and I feel like for certain personalities, 
you never stop. You it's always like, oh, I got this. Now I need to get this. I got this. Now I need to get this. And that's me every day to the point where my husband's like, are you ever going to be like, feel good about what you're doing and, you know, applaud yourself. And, and that was a good question to be asked because I, was like, oh, I, I should, you know, um, and my coach, uh, told me to, you know, know my numbers and, and basically what you just said, Rebecca, and if you're on track with your numbers, if you're on track with your weekly goals of your consults or whatever your goal was, um, then reward yourself and it's okay. Take a day off. You know, the business is still going to be there. And when you take the day off, even as a brand new agent, again, it's that recharge. So you can come back 10 times harder and you can keep that going, you know, is, would be my advice with that. That's good. I think you're, you're um, absolutely right, Amber. And in my opinion, am I still muted? I've been no, muting okay. myself. Um, I think that um, in my opinion, one of the best self cares, because um, I'm a, a words of affirmation kind of person, um, I want to share those wins. So like surround yourself with people. Um, and Ashley is actually on our team and, um, and we've, we've watched, um, you know, our buyer's agent, Kim, like Bobby, he shouted it out to, to the entire group, you know, her wins that day. And it was so amazing to be able to, you know, all of us come together and we celebrate with her. And I think that that is a, you know, that's a free self-care, you know, getting, getting that, those good vibes from the people that you love and you trust. And you know what, you got to win. We are all going to celebrate it like that. I love that. That would be my, um, encouragement. I love it. That's so good. What other questions do you have? About life, business, kids. Rebecca, uh-huh. Whenever, um, so Amber called me this morning. I love it. Um, and you know, we had a little pep talk session, um, and it was wonderful. Um, and you know, we, we both were like kind of bracing, are we gonna, you know, shed some tears here today? Um, but, um, she, she said it was really cool because she said, you know, we have like the, the three phases kind of sort of like the, the beginning phase of being a new mom. Um, you know, me learning to help my children. Um, and it, to me, it's a little bit of self-care to, to be able to teach them how to take care of themselves so that that one is kind of, you know, getting off of my plate. Um, but I'm watching these little successful, um, you know, their own wins, um, little successful children. And now you have a teenager. So where do you get any self care from, um, from raising your little girl and, and helping her become a young adult? Like what's your perspective on, um, does she ever ask you, mama, like, you know, can we celebrate this or, um, you know, do, what kind of wins does she have that just make you feel like I'm doing it right? Like, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> so I would say um, it's been a struggle. It's been really rocky because hormones have kicked in and we've just been on this roller coaster. Um, 
we, you know, we, we, we used to be BFFs and there's this independence that's come about, which is totally healthy. And yet it's been really hard for me to, to maneuver. And so for me uh, with Lauren, I, I would agree it's seconds. It's, it's even just a look and a glance. That's like, I, I don't, I don't actually hate you. Um, it's, it's, uh, conversation, I would say is probably one of my love languages. So when she will kind of open up a little bit, you know, and she'll say, Oh, you know, um, you know, this, this is what I was thinking or, you know, Oh, I, well, I would definitely prefer this house over that. Oh, why? You know, and, and then ask, cause she thinks very differently than me. Um, so I think the gift of your children growing older is the conversations you end up having become the gifts. And I love that my kids all love the water. So that's why I was like, I want to live on the water. I want to get a boat. I want to be out on it, in it, around it, surrounded by it, because this is something we all have in common. So I think it's, for me, um, seeing my kids become independent, you know, and then obviously with Antonio now, he got, um, you know, got a job out of school and he's buying a triplex and, you know, he's, I mean, I'm so, it's so cool. You guys, when you start, like you start saying to your clients, the things you wish you would have done, or, you know, this is what I would highly recommend. And then you actually can see it come to fruition in your own family. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of in shock of the whole thing. So for me, it's the gift of time and conversations, I think. Well, you go girl like that. That's amazing. And a testament to, you know, how you've spent your time with him because mm -hmm. you know, that it doesn't just come out of thin air. So I hope that you pat yourself on the back for really raising an awesome human being that's out in society doing great things. That's awesome. Thank really. You. It's so inspirational. Cause I think every mom is always like, am I messing this up? Right. Like every day, like, did I just totally traumatize right. you for life? Like, mm -hmm. And every decision is that. And so to see you seeing that is so cool. Um, it's, it's also, I mean, those are the real thoughts. And the, 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 the mantra that I would say is I'll pay for your counseling later. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing a good job at, or at this or not. And, you know, with my middle daughter, Trisha, um, she moved out of state. She doesn't really want anything to do with me. I did get a Facebook message that said, Happy Mother's Day. And you know, she'll say, you know, I love you here and there, but we're definitely, you know, distanced right now. And that's brutal. And, um, and so I just, I focus on the good things and, you know, try not to be too overbearing and so that they don't want to completely, you know, ignore me forever. It's just, it's seasons though. So you're right. Amber's representing that, that beginning of the season where, um, you know, I didn't work full time in the beginning. It was only two days a week. And that meant I had to turn away business and just get referrals and not get the full commission. And I was okay with it because I wanted those times. I wanted those memories. Um, and so I don't think there's anything wrong with drawing some really hard and fast lines of these are the days I am off, off my phone's off. And here are the people to call, like Amber said. Mm -hmm. And two, touching on that, something that has been a huge change for me as well is my time. And that's also something I used to roll my eyes at is time blocking, right? And I, again, black sheep over here, I was like, no way, that doesn't work. It works. And my calendar is time blocked. And 
the amount of stuff. And my son is now in daycare. So it, that helps a little because he was in the house with um, our nanny. And so that was very hard um, with like hearing him and not being able to go to him, you know, that's um, brutal. I, oh my I goodness. in my office crying by myself because I'm like, I can't go in there. Cause then it's like, I'm just going to stay in there, you know? And then I, and then I know I'm working now late because I didn't do the, the things I need to do. And so time blocking the amount of stuff I'm getting done. And I also, uh, my coach had me write out a list of distractions throughout your day. And it took forever mm -hmm. and it was really annoying. And I was really mad at her for making me do that. But I was really happy in the end because the amount of distractions that I allowed myself to have was insane. And once I became very intentional about my time and protecting my time, um, you know, I get off at five. I, I, for most of the time I get off at five, I do dinner. Ryan also cooks mostly cause I burn things. Um, and I do bedtime. And if I have to open my computer after bedtime, I do. Um, but I have Sundays off, which never happened either. And it's all about protecting that time and yeah. being able to delegate. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something too, to keep in mind is how much time are you wasting, you know, throughout your day? That's so good. That's so good. Ashley says, not really a question, um, but just want to repeat how important self-care is. I have extreme scoliosis. And after a few days in the car driving all over showing homes, I was in so much pain. So to combat this, I get monthly massages. And every single time I'm in the building, tell myself I should be helping clients, heading to home, dinner, kids, all the to-dos. But when I walk out, my spirits are lifted. I'm mentally stronger, which then shows in every aspect. Oh, it just popped up. And that's it. It's, oh, yeah, and there. So migraines and, um, and that's it, is if you don't take care of yourself, then it shows up. And, and I think the other part of it is, at least for me, it showed up in mistakes that I was making in the contracts I was writing. It showed up in like mistakes that were overlooked and I had to pay out of a commission. So stop it. Like you got to take care of yourself because it's actually going to save you money. <laughs> Otherwise you're not any good for anything. And all of a sudden I was writing checks, making up for all my mistakes. And it's like, stop. I don't want to be that scatterbrain. Mm -hmm. I bought an $8,000 air conditioner, you guys, because I didn't take a day off for 14 days, I think. A whole air conditioner I bought. <laughs> I got a bunch of referrals from that client though, but still it was like hurt my soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate all of you guys sharing and um and just it's always fun to hear people's stories. And you know, I didn't know that about your mom, Michelle. And you know, I think that's it. We all we all have such incredible stories, and when we get an opportunity to share. And um, we just get to know each other a little bit more and we realize we're not alone. That's half the battle. You know, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of all of you and all that you've shared and contributed in the chat and just in your faces being here and contributing the next time I'm, you know, mentally going to that place of wanting to beat myself up and go, no, I've got a tribe of other moms that are in this with me. I'm worth this time I'm taking for self-care you know, I'm a great mom and a great business person. Um, so I really, I do appreciate your vulnerability today. So. Well, and thank you, Rebecca, for thinking of this and putting it together. I just love this kind of stuff. And I think we all need to um, build each other up and support each other and realize that we're all going through it in just different ways. Um, and we all feel like crappy moms sometimes, but we're great moms. So we just need to remember that. Exactly. Exactly. And, 
you know, I think next we we're, we're never supposed to finish a, a meeting without starting or talking about the next. And I would say if you guys haven't gone to bold, um, the new version of bold, bold pivot is amazing for mindset. And that's been something that's really kind of, you know, been such a good reminder for me about how I'm talking to myself, how I'm thinking about myself. Um, and I know that's coming up here in the next week and a bit. Um, and then we're going to have more events. So stay tuned. And if you're not a part of our Facebook group called Millionaire Real Estate Moms, um, be sure to look us up on Facebook, friend me on Facebook, and we'll make sure to get you in the group. So thanks for being with us. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Amber, for your time this morning. And good to see all of your beautiful faces, ladies. Have a good rest of your day, okay? You too. Bye. All right. Bye. bye.